Numbers chapter 22 takes us away from the perspective of Israel for a while. Here, in this section, we meet the nations of Moab, Midian, and their ringleader, Balak. Reading from Numbers 22 verse 2, we read that Balak, the son of Zippor, saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites. And Moab was in great dread of the people, because they were many. Moab was overcome with fear of the people of Israel. And Moab said to the elders of Midian, This horde will now look up all that is around us as the ox looks up the grass of the field. Balak and company hoped to have Israel cursed, and so they turned to a man named Balaam. Balaam was no hobo on the street corner screaming about the end times. Balaam was a respected diviner who we actually have records of outside of the Old Testament. Around 1967, there were some excavations which unearthed the fragments of another Balaam story. We don't have the entire text, but the gist of the story is that Balaam receives a vision from the most powerful god that all the other lesser gods are about to wreak havoc on the earth. And with this vision, Balaam is somehow able to warn the people of earth and thwart the plans of these lesser gods and becomes the hero in the end. So Balaam is certainly respected, and especially by Balak. Balak trusts that whoever Balaam blesses is blessed, but more importantly, whoever Balaam curses is cursed. If we were to read this story for the first time, we might wonder if he's actually going to succeed. After all, God has been fed up with Israel's rebellion for some time at this point. Is this going to be more discipline for God's people, even at the hands of a pagan? But as Balaam wonders about whether or not he should go with Balak, we read in verses 12 and 13 that God said to Balaam, You shall not go with them. You shall not curse the people, for they are blessed. So Balaam rose in the morning and said to the princes of Balak, Go to your own land, for the Lord has refused to let me go with you. If the story ended there, we would have such a quaint little tale on obeying God rather than man. Balaam does the right thing. He asks God, and even in the face of receiving honor, prestige, and money, Balaam respects the will of God and says, Go home, messengers of Balak. I can do nothing but what God tells me. But the story goes on. Balak, he sends more men with more money and more prestige. And Balaam responds in verse 18, Though Balak were to give me his house full of silver and gold, I could not go beyond the command of the Lord my God to do less or more. So, way to go, Balaam. Follow God more than money. And God actually gives him permission the second time to go with them and curse Israel. But then we read something strange in verse 22. God was incensed that Balaam was going. This is where we need to stop and ask, why is God angry at Balaam? He's asked God every single time, can I go? And God said no, and so Balaam didn't go. The second time, Balaam simply asks, can I go? And God says, yes, this time, and then gets angry when Balaam obeys? Well, to understand God's anger, let's put it like this. Imagine it's guys' night this Friday, and we're going to have a blast. We're grilling, we got the game on, it's just guys being dudes. But then, your wife reminds you, eh, you guys got date nights, you made those plans a month ago. So you ask her, can we reschedule? Can I go? And the answer is no, these nights out are rare. So you go back to your boys and you say, no dice. But then they tell you how great it's going to be. How you need to be there. So you go back to your wife a second time, honey, please, can I go? And she says, sure, go ahead, have fun. You have her permission, but do you have her blessings? 
Balaam, he had permission from God, but only because God gave Balaam up to do his own will. If we don't want to be with God, he's not going to keep us against our will. In the book of Romans, Paul is giving a comprehensive condemnation of mankind, drawing out how incredibly dumb we are. We can know God, we can see his divine attributes throughout creation, yet still choose to worship something else. In Romans 1.24, he writes, Therefore God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves. If we're pulling on the leash to get away from God, he doesn't always necessarily have to pull back. If we want to fall into that life of lust and purity and dishonor, he'll let us. And that's exactly what Balaam is trying to do. Balaam is being incredibly stubborn. And to be stubborn is really to be really stupid. Not simply ignorant of a subject. I'm rather stupid in math. Stubbornness is a willful stupidity that refuses to see the reason of turning to a different path. That refuses to see where stubborn behavior is going to lead you. This is illustrated beautifully for us in the second part of Balaam's story. Three times we have God's angel standing in the way of Balaam and his donkey. And three times the donkey turns aside or even stops. In verse 27 we read, When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she lay down under Balaam. And Balaam's anger was kindled, and he struck the donkey with his staff. Both God in verse 22, and now Balaam here in verse 27, have their anger kindled. Balaam is feeling verbatim what God had felt. And when we see this identical language, we're being invited to make some comparisons. God and Balaam are angry for the same reason. Their dumb donkey isn't doing what they're supposed to. Except Balaam is even dumber than a donkey. Remember what kind of great seer Balaam is? Whomever he blesses is blessed. Whomever he curses is cursed. He has the respect of the nations as a true professional. He had even spoken to the one true God, Yahweh, and Yahweh spoke back. But this mighty seer is completely blind to the executioner standing in front of him. Balaam is blind to the anger of God. And Balaam can't see what a donkey sees, because Balaam is dumber than a donkey. After being threatened by God, Balaam says in verse 34, I have sinned, for I did not know that you stood in the road against me. Now therefore, if it is evil in your sight, I will turn back. Interesting phrasing of that question there, if it is evil. Well, God had told Balaam the first time not to go, but Balaam had to keep asking. God had opposed him three times, turning his donkey away from him. God says, your path is perverse. God reveals himself as an angel and says, if you had gone further, I would have killed you. And Balaam responds to all of that, well, if you're mad, I'll turn back. Is there really any question of if God is mad? The stubbornness of Balaam, it's not a mental deficiency or lack of knowledge. Balaam knew who God was. He knew he could only act with God's permission. He knew he could only speak God's word. Stubbornness is a choice. We can decide to follow God and trust that his past will take us somewhere good, or we can keep being dumber than donkeys by ignoring his warnings, by turning from his rebukes, disregarding his words, and following our own paths to hell. 